0: Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everyone. It is a, another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Still, just myself for today. Andy is still a bit under the weather, but he should be back on the next episode. And uh, I, I suppose it, it, it is a good thing because I wouldn't want anybody else to suffer. As much as I'm sure we all have following uh, Bologna defeating Roma 2-0 this evening. And what it was nothing short of a disaster class. We will get into that shortly. Very quickly, though, I thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Khan. We thank you, Khan, for your support. If you would like to join the group chat, which actually turned into—usually it is a psychiatric ward of a of a hospital—but this time it was more like um, like a courtroom because there was. A lot of uh, argument, discussion going back, going back and forth as to how to fix this thing. But anyway, if you would like to uh, uh, join the court, so to speak, you can go to patreon.com slash Roma Press. And, of course, thank you to everybody for the support on YouTube as well. Uh, if you could subscribe, leave a like, all of those good things that you hear in every single YouTube video that you watch, youtube.com slash at IS Roma Press. Also, just a forewarning. um between uh, tonight and the next couple of days, there are going to be some updates to the website. It's the the long and the short of it, because as you all know, uh, the the technical team here, uh, beyond my aunt, beyond Andy and myself, is nobody. It is just us. So when it comes to like the technical aspects of the website, we are very very limited in our knowledge of it, and um, it, it may take us longer than some of the other uh, websites who have. Uh, more staff at disposal to to get some things fixed and updated. But um, in, in case you run into issues regarding um, uh, perhaps the slide running slower, it looks just slightly different. Just know we we are doing a couple of updates to to make the website function far better than it ha- than it has uh, to date. I, I mean, it, it has been almost ten years, uh, well more than ten years since the, since the site has been around, but. Hopefully, with this next round of updates, it will it will function far better, uh, particularly for those of you on mobile, which is uh, according to our traffic report, like eighty five percent of you. So, uh, just stay, just a forewarning. Um, thank you for the patience and again the support. Uh, it, it is again just handling myself, so that that is where things like the Patreon and even subscribing on YouTube and watching and leaving a like it. it It really, really helps us in the sense of, you know, it it is just us. You know, we aren't like, uh, I don't know, Forza Roma or even La Roma 24. Some of these sites just have uh, far more resources at their disposal. It is just anything and myself. So, again, thank you all for your patience. It it truly does mean a lot. I, I am so, so appreciative for it. Uh I, I'm trying to see if I can draw out the uh, giving thanks and showing my appreciation to all of you in any other way as a means to avoid having to discuss Roma and their latest defeat, uh, this time to Bologna. I don't even really know where to start with this one because it, it really was, again, a disaster class in every sense of the word. Now, it depends on the general outlook you have at Roma to begin with because I saw particularly in the aftermath uh, of the final result and even some of the things uh, following the words of Jose Mourinho in the post match in our group chat at least there was some uh, a lot of blame being thrown to Jose Mourinho a lot of blame being thrown to the players a lot of blame being thrown to Diego Pinto the freed kids it, it seems like the the fault was not really aimed at one person and generally that is my view when it comes to performances like this the, the problem is these matches they happen week to week sometimes two times per week uh, in serie a and you you can you can't take each match and come to some large profound you know, analysis or some profound decision after each of those. You have to obviously take all of these smaller bits and pieces of the season, throw them into the bowl, and and see what kind of recipe comes out ultimately at the end. And that is how you base decisions on how to move forward. For me, I, I really don't know where to go with this one simply because I view games like tonight's. And you have to take the basis of, okay, no Romelu Lukaku, no Paolo Dybala. Without question, the two best players of Roma. And you have to begin your judgment knowing that. Knowing that the two most talented players, the two most potent attackers, the two most uh, uh, players of quality within the team, uh, they are not at your disposal. So, okay. So we... We're going to judge things from that point of view. It still does not make me feel any better because one of the things I I mentioned to our patrons, and and I said this even in the post-match, the the thing that irked me about tonight most above all was I I think I perhaps, and maybe even some of you are are guilty of this as well, to what extent, I don't know. But I do think I overestimated perhaps the quality, the ability of many of these players of Roma, for instance, and let me just preface this with saying, when you have a match as bad as tonight's, focusing on one single individual is going to miss, miss the bigger picture. But I do think when you have all of these collective poor performances from individuals, they are worth analyzing. And the one that is probably, and I'm sure, again, most of you felt similar, the one that just jumps out to me the most is Lorenzo Pellegrini. And the factors that go into that are a couple of things. First, your captain. Secondly, one of the highest paid of Roma. One of the highest paid. He got a very large renewal not long ago. This is a guy that is expected... To deliver, if we, if you just created a hierarchy of Roma, of what your expectations are, you would probably have Lorenzo Pellegrini in the top three to five as what your expectations are in terms of output. Romelu Lukaku, Paulo Dybala, whoever you put below, we can debate that some other time. I, I, I assume most would have Pellegrini, Cristante add whichever other name you view being worthy in that position. The thing that irked me again tonight from Pellegrini was nothing came off. Nothing seemed to be going right for him. And and you can tell that once it started to go wrong for him tonight, he, he did not appear as if he was going to ever overcome the problems, as if he was ever going to find a way to work through. When it comes to Pellegrini, my criticisms of him have always been the same. And for those of you who have listened to the podcast for a number of years, one of the earlier uh, listeners, I have been very hard at the beginning when Lorenzo Pellegrini returned to the club 2016, 2017. I was very, 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 very hard on him because he came back with. Some high expectations. Now, he was very young at the time. So do I think I was a bit unfair in my level of criticism, given his age? Of course, I I, I do think I was far too harsh. However, I I think the validity or at the heart of what I was saying, it was twofold. And more so had to do because obviously this um, um, more so had to do with the time he returned. Um, it was under uh, Eusebio Di Francesco. I'm sorry, I said 2016, 2017. It was to, uh, 2017, 2018. Uh, he comes back, Eusebio Di Francesco. Uh, we know he's going to play in a 4-3-3. He has to do the role of Metzala. And he is horrible at it. Let, let's just call it for what it was. Hey, He was horrible at it. Now, he did show flashes. But my biggest issue with Pellegrini was... This guy is not made to be Metzala. And I think that was a fair assessment considering that really we did not see him sort of take the leap in quality, so to speak, until we see him in that derby, derby come out against Lazio and do that uh, uh, that uh, heel shot uh, for the goal. And that is when he has to play in a, in a more advanced position. I, I would say that was sort of the beginning of the, the, the current version of Pellegrini that we have. And my next criticism was the consistency. This, this guy, the flashes that he shows, which, by the way, are immense. When, when he shows these flashes of quality that he possesses, superb player, uh, an a, a Italian international, a talented, high-quality player, the issue is with him, though. He, he does not show that consistently. Now, this season, perhaps... We can factor in the, or we should factor in the injuries to that. And I, again, I, I do not think that is an unfair thing to say. However, when you have a match like tonight, where you know Paulo Dybala, Romelu Lukaku are not available, your two best players, your two most potent attackers, the, the ones who can create something from nothing, you, the captain. Lorenzo Lorenzo Pellegrini, one of the highest paid of the squad of Roma. This is your opportunity and this is a match in which you should feel obligated to show more, to show some character, to step up and to do something and and reach deep inside to kind of carry the weight with no Dibala, no Lukaku. And he... He was so poor. He was so poor, as, by the way, was the entire midfield. I don't want to let anybody else off the hook. The thing that confuses me, and as disappointed as I am, as disappointed as I was with Pellegrini tonight, I have to lay some of this on to Jose Mourinho. This is year three under Jose Mourinho. And as much as I love the guy, I... I, Will be the first to admit, perhaps in times where I should have been more critical of him, particularly from uh, a, a, a tactical point of view, I have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because without question, he is the best manager that I stepped foot into Trigoria since Fabio Capello. And there's no there's there's no debate on this. I have obviously been willing to give him a lot more leeway than I would to Eusebio Di Francesco, and I think everybody would would be willing to do the same. For the midfield to be functioning and to appear so disjointed in your third season like this to show no balance, to have this midfield where you have Paredes Cristante, Pellegrini, to appear so foreign to each other, having very no understanding of the game of one another. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. Now, Andy has said on here before, and I do agree with th- this is one thing that should have been done, and I cannot believe it has not been done to, to, to this point. Crisante, you have to put him as put him in the middle of put him at the heart of the midfield as the more defensive of the midfielders and move Paredes to the mezzalo role. That's what I would do. Beyond that, though, there is something so fundamentally broken with the way Roma functions, or I should say does not function in the midfield. I do not understand it. I do not understand it because I would say this season more so than the rest. Again, I, I, I will reiterate my position. that I think this Roma, just in terms of depth, now as to the quality of that depth, of course we can discuss it. They do have more options this season. But I'm not even referring to the the options that they have as to what my complaints are with this midfield. It, it doesn't matter who is in there; the midfield never seems to function. Probably there is something broken. There is something broken from a technical perspective as to why we cannot get any mm, consistency and output from the middle of in the middle of the pitch from Roma. I do not understand it. I do not understand it at all. I don't. And. If we want to talk about the midfield, I, I can't even bring myself to speak of uh, Renato Sanchez. It it, it 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 is beyond parody at this point. It's beyond, beyond parody. There's no reason to even to to even discuss beyond the absurdity of it all. Uh, just how much of a disaster <laughs> that deal has been. But what I was getting to before I re- went into this rant on the midfield. Perhaps I overestimated most. Of these players, perhaps I thought they were far more capable of showing some things than they actually are. Perhaps I put too much faith into Diego Llorente, into Evrandica, into guys like... Now, everybody knows I was never never a, a, a huge fan of Parentes, but... Me, Maybe I actually thought in my head that he's better than um, he actually is. And these other guys beyond Romelu Lukaku, Palo Di Balla, beyond them, the thing that I saw tonight that frightens me to such an unhealthy level is the drop-off in quality. Lukaku, Palo Di Balla. There is such a large gulf between those two and the rest that I, I think we saw on full display tonight, just what is missing. Somebody asked to me, uh, I, 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 think, I think it was uh, Matteo Bonetti on Twitter. He, he, he posed something to the effect of, would Tiago Motta, if you, if you put Tiago Motta in the position of Jose Mourinho, would Roma have more points or less points? And my response was, well, unless Tiago Motta can inject many of these guys with quality, I I I really don't think it is going to matter a whole lot because if you just look in the gap between DiBala, Lukaku, and the and the rest of these guys, it, it is scary. It 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 is frightening. It, I am frightened by how much quality Roma lack beyond those two. I, I, I saw nothing from anybody tonight. I'm trying to think of who at least showed some uh, some signs of life. But really, nobody jumps out to me. If we want to even talk about Dengol, Rui Patricio, I, it's not even worth um, discussing any further at this point. He has been underwhelming. The guy we saw in the first season at Roma appears to have been uh, 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 again, a, a case of the body snatcher, so to speak. I, I think that guy is gone, and we are never going to see him again. So I don't know what to think. I don't know how I should feel, because even guys like uh, Christensen, uh, yeah I, and I am not just saying this because he had the home goal, but, but I don't understand, okay, what happened? Well, Roma were functioning well with Karsdorp in there. Why are we doing this thing where now we are switching? It seems like every single weekend we're going from Car- Karsdorp to Christensen. I don't understand it. Um, again, maybe I thought both of them are are, are, are better players than they actually are. I, I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. But... but Again, I keep getting off track. The thing I was going to and uh, re- referring to about the thing of Tiago Mota, Jose Mourinho, the question that was posed, somebody responded after, uh, after I said, well, unless you know Tiago Mota can inject some of these guys with actual footballing quality, I don't think it is going to matter. And he said, well, are you saying that uh, the, the squad of Bologna is stronger than that of Roma? And I said, well, no, of course not. But uh, Verona, Salernitana, Genoa. Their, their squads are not better than Roma either, and they still get the result. I, to me, it, that's a silly way to pose a question, but, but in all seriousness, I, I think where that leads us, the, the long and short of it is, I think maybe we have just overestimated many of these guys. I, I do. I, I look at what we saw today, and you would think logically from, um, from an elementary perspective that, okay no Lukaku, no Dybala, you still have very, very, or what you think at least are very viable, very quality options off in the bench in uh, Andrea Balotti, Stefanel Shirawi. And I'm trying to think of very clear-cut scoring opportunities. They didn't arrive. In fact, let me throw some of the danda on from this match right now. You have Roma with less possession, but same shots uh more shots on target they have the higher x g so what am i what am I to draw from this now again, for the expected goals when you uh when you have a higher expected goal than your opponent and you can see two, you score zero to me that comes to you being wasteful, and your goalkeeper really <laughs> I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this. Uh, fumbling his uh, opportunities to keep the ball out from the back of the net. That's probably the the kindest way I can describe uh, Rui Patricio. But in all seriousness, I don't know how I am supposed to feel about tonight because I think this was one of two or three matches so far this season where Roma had no Lukaku and no Paolo Dybala at their disposal. And I just don't understand how you have a team so devoid of ideas, so devoid of what looked like any semblance of character. There was about a 10 to 15 minutes um, stretch in that second half, particularly when Asmune uh, came on. He seemed to breathe a bit of life into the team. But it just looked like the, a, a team that did not give up, but the team that possessed little to no belief in themselves. I don't know about you, but at no point did I see anything from Roma that led me to believe they they were going to overturn this one tonight. I saw nothing that made me feel as if, okay, you know what? They conceded twice. They are probably going to lose this. But we are at least seeing signs of life. We are at least seeing mm, mm, some fire from them. So, uh, something to realize that they know they they really really missed this opportunity they screwed it up but we're still going to show that fire that fight and we're going to do it until the very end i i I did not see that and then in the post match jose mourinho speaking it it, it felt like again a a funeral procession as if we were waiting for um uh, for the the Ceremony isn't the word. They Like we were waiting for the proceedings to begin for the funeral. I, I mean, the the way the guy was talking, uh, I mean, he is being asked. And uh, Now, of course, it is Dozon, so you have to keep that in the back of your mind. Anytime you hear a stupid question, well, okay, it is Dozon. We are not working with the highest quality of... Uh, uh, um uh, journalistic uh, standards here, so of course he is going to be asked a very dumb question, which he was. They they never fail to, they never fail to pull through uh, when it comes to just sh- a question that makes you shake your head. But he's being asked about, you know, are you going to quit? Could you be sacked? What is going to happen here? Again, you would have thought this was season over. End of uh, odds of being able to finish in Japanese league place goes from 75% to zero just with this one match. Of course, the season is not lost with this one. They can easily come back and overturn this thing. They have two matches coming up that are um, two matches. Their next four matches are massive. They have Napoli, Juve, uh, Atalanta, and then Milan. My gosh, if you win all four of those, you. We 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 won't even remember this evening against Bologna if they win all four of those. We we, we th- th- tonight will go out of our heads. We won't even remember what happened today, other than a defeat. We won't remember this performance. That's how things in football they can change just like that. It can easily be overturned. But the signs or the lack of signs of life from tonight, that for me is the most concerning. And again, I I, I just find myself. Terrified by the prospect that perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we have overestimated the quality, the ability of many of these players. And by extension, Roma as a whole. I don't know why they cannot still find ways to function as a unit in midfield, even in defense. Uh, You know, Gianluca Macchini comes back from injury. He's thrown right into it tonight. He did not perform good. I didn't expect him to. If you've, Again, if we want to put some fault into Jose Mourinho, I think undoubtedly uh, you should have put uh, Brian Cristante at the back and then you bring on uh, Bolve in midfield. I, I think that was the easiest and most logical change of all time. I think that probably should have been done from the beginning of the match, but still, okay, fine. If we want to nitpick, you know, these little decisions, I think we could do that all evening with every single player on the pitch. Because, again, there was nobody who really stood head and shoulders above the rest. I thought everybody was about as as mediocre and or underwhelming as you could get as a collective. I mean, again, it was not as if you had one performer uh, standing out while 10 others were just not up to par tonight. It was all 11. All 11 were underwhelming. So I don't know exactly what sort of grand conclusions we can draw. But for me, my biggest fear is that perhaps we just overestimated many of these guys. And that is the thing I keep finding myself drawn to because we are in this position so many times. This happens time and time and time again. And I've said this in the last few episodes But coming into tonight, before Roma even kicked off, you knew a couple of things. You knew Napoli, Fiorentina have leaped ahead of you in the table. So you know what? To keep pace, you need to win, or at least, at worst, get a draw. Get some form of result tonight. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. We saw Milan win. We saw Inter, who, by the way, hand to them the Scudetto right now I, I I think they are so vastly superior to the next best that it, it almost seems like we are wasting time uh allowing them to finish out the remainder of their of their games because they are so 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 incredibly superior to everybody else I I I, I fail to see any reason to even have scudetto race just make it now where we have a race for champions league because inter so much better than the uh, than than the rest i, I just think in they have this one locked up nobody's going to come close in my opinion but nonetheless i fear that maybe just rome is not good as many of us thought or had hoped and there is obviously with the, if that actually turns out to be the truth, if that turns out to be the case, there's nothing you can do about it now. The, you know, the January transfer market uh, transfer window is not going to help you in any way. There is no magic trick, there is no elixir that can be done to, to breathe life into this team. So that's where I find myself. Obviously, a very dark place. I'm sure many of you are in the very same position. I I just have a very difficult time understanding this Roma. And to be fair, I'm sure Jose Mourinho feels the same. But you know what? Even even in a match like tonight, where there is just a very clear and evident lack of quality on the pitch, there, there are some things that Jose Mourinho has to answer for. And that is something that... Uh, we should expect from a manager of his caliber, but in fa- in fairness to him, I, I you would think most of the, the players that took the pitch tonight would at least be able to give you something that gives you the ability to fight against Bologna, a, a, a Bologna that has been superb this season at home. Absolutely. I agree. I understand it but still gives you a chance to at least fight for a result. And we did not see that from anybody tonight. And that is the thing that I find myself most scared about because you have these four matches now. You have Napoli, Juve, Atalanta, Milan. I just said in a perfect world, all four, you, four, four victories from those we don't even remember tonight. We forget it even happens. It, it becomes erased from our memory. But then there's the opposite of that, where oof, oof, in in all seriousness, from these next four, for me, anything worse than two wins, one draw, and one defeat is a failure and unacceptable, unacceptable. You have to win at least two of these. You cannot afford to lose more than one. And you know what? What? Given how bad they messed up the early portion of the season, I hate coming back to this, but those dropped points against Salernitana and Verona—they get worse and worse and worse and worse as the season progresses. It, it, it dropping those points in most years would qualify as a war crime. You would—they—they they had rules against dropping points like this. At the Geneva Convention. That's how bad. Those dropped points were. And those That first month. We can talk about tonight. As much as we want. But really. Roma only have themselves to blame. For being in this position. Where they are now forced to win. The majority of these difficult games. Because they screwed it up. So badly. Against these. Uh, uh, provinciali. Who are going to be in Serie B next season. And that is their own fault. So. This is the position they are in. These next four, it it, it is. This is your season. It, it, these next four, it is. This is it. This is it. We we will know one way or another. Are Roma fighting for Champions League? Are Roma, uh, 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 you know, uh, going to have to settle for for Conference League again? Is Jose Mourinho going to re- remain at Roma? Is Tiago Pinto going to re- remain at Roma? I mean, I, there are so many things on the line. For not only the remainder of this season, but for the next one to two seasons, this is where it will probably be defined. And after tonight, again, I will say one final time, given how much is on the line in these next few matches, What we saw tonight is not going to make you feel better entering these four games against four difficult opponents in four matches that you know you have to win at least two of them. I would not fault anybody who says they have to win three. This is the position you are in. This is what happens when you drop points to Verona. This is what happens when you uh, concede two goals at home to Salernitana, to a, a, a 79-year-old Antonio Cantareva. This is what happens. This is what happens. So w- we will have to wait and see. But obviously tonight is not going to fill me with any hope. It's not going to fill you with any hope. A- and now... We just have to keep our fingers crossed that the players are fully aware of how badly, how underwhelming they were against Bologna, how the the lack of character or um, spirit that was on display was cannot be tolerated, is not acceptable, and it's do or die now. This the, again, this is it. This is it. This is it. This difficult December and half of January, you started with a victory over Sassuolo. You drew at home to Fiorentina, who pulled one out of their arse against Verona. And now you have lost to Bologna. Not good. Not good. Not good. But you can turn the entire thing around against Napoli, starting with Napoli then against Juve, then Atalanta, then Milan. If you win four of those, we don't even remember tonight. If you lose all four of those, you might as well start etching into the stone of uh, the, the date of death for the season. Uh, but again, this is the season, These next these next four league games, this is sort of the path that Roma are on. We have reached a crossroad. What, which, way are we going to go? The only thing I hope is that tonight serves as a as a lesson, and that is something we have heard thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of times from Jose Mourinho, from the players. I still have Lorenzo Pellegrini, Pellegrini or um, Lorenzo. I still have Alessandro Florenzi. The twenty nine interviews he did about. Uh, uh, Testa alta. We hope tonight is, uh, serves as a lesson for Roma. I can't do that anymore. I'm done with the lessons. I, I'm, I, I'm tired of... Uh, I, it is time for them to go out and show to us that they can implement these things they supposedly learned. This is it. This is the opportunity. These four matches. Let's see what happens. I can't believe, again, I, I we are going on almost 30, 34 minutes now. Andy will be back later this week. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I think that is all I have. This, this is a season. This is a season. This this is it right here. These next four games, what happens here? Jose Mourinho, is he going to continue at Roma? Is Thiago Pinto going to continue at Roma? So much on the line in these next four games. Let's see what happens. We will keep our fingers crossed. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you for your support again. It truly does mean everything. When when there are difficult matches like this, and I have to go on stupid, uh, you know, like uh, radio stations and and do an interview. Oh, hi, well, what do you think about Roma? How do you think it did? And it is so difficult to stomach and get through because it, it it's like pulling it, it's it's regurgitating the nightmare that you had just watched, having to having it recur over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, but truly, I mean, being able to interact with all of you and all of the support you have shown through all of these years, it it from the bottom of my heart i can't thank you all enough truly it it, it's overwhelming at times and I, i just can't thank you all uh enough for how much you have shown to andy and myself we greatly appreciate it so we will talk to you in a few days until then take care ciao